Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. All right, it is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, John Rush, Dennis Brewster, and today the question that we're going to throw out at you. And we got lots in store for you as well, as always. But the question we're going to throw out, the question of the day, you can answer on the Facebook page, or you can call in, or you can text us at 307-282-22. The call-in line, 303-477-5600, is what's your favorite tool you use around the house? We're going to kind of transpose that into drive radio as well. We'll get into oh, some things there. But good. this one is, what's your favorite tool or tools you use around the house? That's our question of the day. Hmm. I don't know if I have one. I have multiple. Uh, yeah, I'm multiple. Yeah. Actually, I do. I, I do have. A, I do have a favorite tool. What is that? Okay, so and Dennis will understand this because this is not a tool that that most people can even buy unless they have connections and they know how to get to the Snap-on truck. But Snap-on years ago, and they still do make these really cool cordless screwdrivers and impact drivers. Yeah, I shouldn't say screwdrivers, but drills and impact drivers. Yeah, and they're just the right size, weight. Yeah. Everything, they come in a nice little square bag, and yeah. the charger's in the bag. There's an extra battery. If you decide you want to buy some of the extra tools that fit with the battery, the bag has enough room to put some extra things in. So I have the 3 8 impact driver, and I have the regular driver itself, which you can use for a drill or yeah. whatever you want to do, paint upon how you do yeah. the, the, the bit end of it and so on. And I will tell you that any time I go to do something, I just I, because of the little kit that it is, the little square bag, you can put your drill bits, your extra types of bits that you have for all the different apparatuses. Uh, you can basically put everything in the bag. So when you want to go do a fixed job somewhere in the house, you just go grab the, the bag, grab the handle, go to wherever you're at, lay it out. I keep a little tape measure in it. I mean, it's, I've pretty much got where I can just take that one square bag to about any place in the house where you've got something you want to fix, and voila, it's all there. Hmm, pretty it cool. works really well. I have the original... When, when Snap-on first came out with the cordless drill, yes, I still have one, really? and it still works. Well, they're good stuff. I mean, I plug it in, I leave it charged, and every time I go to you, I mean, you know, it's a little black one. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Right. It was like one of the first cordless right. drills ever made. No, they work still really got great. It. it says Snap-on on it, too. <laughs> yeah. Pay that money on the... I mean, I can't, I can't remember back when I bought the... And Larry Unger just showed up. He'll answer all your calls as well. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. But I remember when I bought these... Way back in the day, which I've probably had these for, I'm guessing, oh, now, a long time. 10 years probably yeah, at least, yeah. Dennis. And, but yeah. I paid 300 bucks a kit back in yeah. the day. So it was oh, 600 yeah, yeah, bucks yeah, for yeah, the yeah. pair. But yeah. think about how long I've had those. Right. And they're they still last. working. They're still going strong. The batteries are still great. I mean, everything still functions yeah. the way it did the day I bought it. And it's just, you know, snap on it. Yeah. I mean, just the, oh, yeah. the, the, the weight transfer and how it fits in your hand and just the whole nine yards, it's, it's actually one of the yeah. most perfect combinations I've ever bought. I know we paid a lot of money for Snap-on tools, oh, but they, the they, were, they were the best. And they still are, by the yeah. way. But what's your favorite tool around the house? Let yeah. us know. It could be any number of things. And uh, some of you even gave some great ideas here in the past, oh, I don't know, a couple of months on different wrench sets and things like that. So if you've got something you find really, really works well that you would like to share with the rest of our listening audience, feel free to do so. 
5600. Don't forget about all of our sponsors. Bill Anderson from Arc Electric. We're going to follow up today a little bit on what we talked last week because we had a really great conversation with Bill on generators and just what to do around the house and how that works and how to find your loads and all of that. And what I will tell you is if you need any help like that at all, any help, I mean, literally, whatever it is, from putting in a light switch to a full board generator to rewiring an addition to the garage to a panel to whatever it happens to be, just give Bill Anderson a call at Arc Electric. He'd love to help you out. Great guy. We heard from him last week. He was with us the entire hour. Just a solid guy, and he knows his stuff and will help you. It's A-R-K. So it's Arc Electric. The Arc is with a K, not with a normal C. There's a long story behind that, but it's Arc Electric, like yep. Noah's Arc. And and one thing you know you should know is that if you even take off the light switch and go to do something, should be done by an electrician. Technically, you should be. You know, because if you, if you have a... If you wired it wrong, cause a fire, insurance probably wouldn't pay for it unless you knew that you they knew that you had a licensed electrician and they're doing it. And if you did, it wouldn't catch on fire. Well, yeah, and they're going to find things that you're not going to find. So yes, there, oh, there's yeah. you 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 um, let's just say this: after we had Bill on last week, I did a lot of thinking about some things around the house. Going to get Bill out, look at doing a generator and <laughs> yeah, some right? things along those lines. <laughs> and and the other thing I want to talk about too, we're going to follow up with the generator side of it, as you all know. This past week, and a lot happens in a week's time. So last week at this time, you know, we had some fires in Colorado. We had one big one up in the Fort Collins area. There was a little one over in Granby. Well, uh, long about uh, middle of the week or so, the one in Granby grew to be the second largest fire now, and the thing is continuing to grow. In fact, those two fires might actually grow together, which would just be enormous. But that Massive. that troublesome yeah. fire turned into a, you know, went from about a, about a 20,000-acre fire uh, literally overnight went to 125,000. Yeah. Last I checked, it's about 180,000. I haven't looked this morning to see where it is, but I followed that all week long, even listened to the fire scanners. I have a cabin up in that area, so I had my, my uh, scanner on. You know, There's a, a website you can go to. I was listening to all the firemen running around and so on. I've got some things along those lines I want to talk about, but lots going on, folks. It's just a yeah. reminder that, you know, number one, everything we own is a material possession. If it goes away, it goes away. Make sure you're insured and you know what? sleep well at night because frankly as long as your life is still here and you didn't lose any family members or livestock or pets then you know what life is good and everything else can be rebuilt it's not that big of a deal it's a square box when it's all said and done pretty much so i realize there's sentimental value there and a lot of things inside and i get all that we're going to talk about though some of that today on you know for example let me just talk about this for a minute that area that I'm talking about up in any of these fire areas. So think about this, folks. When there is a fire like there, like there is up in that Granby, Grand Lake, you know, that Winter Park area, first thing they do is shut power off. Yeah. How do I know that? Because I have a cabin up there and I know the power is off. So first thing they do when they know there's going to be a fire coming through is they, they just shut the power off. It's not, it's not an individual thing. They, they shut that grid down in that area because they know what that can do if they leave the power on. So think about this. How long do you think it's going to take to get the power turned back on? They don't just flip the switch, folks. No. Because now they've got to no. go check every single property. Is there any, is there any you know, exposed wires? Is there, is there, are there things hanging down? You know, is each utility pole up like it needs to be? What, what do the meters look like? Did they I burn mean, the transformer? Burn? Yeah, they've got to go through every yeah. single part of that grid in that yeah. particular area before they can even think about turning the power back on in that area. And literally, folks, I'm, I'm thinking right now that that area up there, it could be... It could literally be several weeks, if not a month, where there's no power up in those areas. So if you're somebody that actually lives there, you survived the fire, 
And there, by the way, there's there's houses. I'm, I'm looking in my own neighborhood up there. There's houses that are still standing. There's houses that are burned to the ground. It just depends on. It's just. It's like a. It's like a tornado. You don't know what's going to happen when that thing comes through. And right. I'll talk about that as well in a moment. But in, in the meantime, you don't know when the. If you stayed. And by the way, in my neighborhood, there's some folks that have stayed behind. Yeah. Well, you have no idea when the power is coming back on. Right. So if you don't have the ability to do some things internally, and we'll talk about some of that today, and not everybody's got the ability to put a whole house generator in. So no. what do you do when you're going to go, in this case, maybe a month without power? And keep in mind, we've got a storm coming tomorrow night. It's going to be down up in the mountains into the low, low digits, not teens, low digits. It's yeah. going to be 10, 11 degrees here. Think about what it's going to be doing in the mountains. Especially you, in that area. That's even a colder that's area. That's right. What do you yeah. do in that particular situation when right. you don't have a whole house generator? We're going to right. talk about some of those things today, give you some tips along those lines, because, frankly, there's, there's where a lot of folks get into trouble even after a fire, and, frankly, if they're not careful, where other fires can start because of what they're trying to do just to survive, because that's where yeah. they're at. Yeah, that's so, a good point. We've got a lot to talk about. Don't forget also our real estate agents uh, Jay and Bonnie Berger, great people. If you're thinking about doing any kind of a change around, which, by the way, it's still a great time to do so. It is, in this case, a seller's market. Doesn't mean there's not homes to buy, because there are. Uh, and what I would say is, unfortunately, be careful how I say this, because I don't want to you know, step on toes or sound, sound like I don't care. But anytime there's an event like we've had happen across the state, there are going to be some opportunities for some of you that have thought about having a mountain home. And let me explain. Some of these people aren't going to rebuild. No. Some of these people that have second homes or even first homes are going to say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm doing something else. I'm just not going to rebuild. So there will be some opportunities along those lines in the not-too-distant future if that's something you've thought about doing. It's not going to be tomorrow, but as time goes by, there will be some folks that just decide not to rebuild. Most of that probably won't make decisions until probably even next spring, maybe. But those are things that you need to be thinking about. Yeah. And if you've thought about doing any of those things, get with Jay Berger and find out how that works and how he can assist you. Yep. Because that's going to happen. It is. Unfortunately. And I'm not trying to be yeah. rude or coy or anything along those lines. I'm just giving, yeah. you the, just giving you the skinny, folks. Some yeah. people will rebuild. Some won't. Right. And some will have an opportunity to buy a particular piece of property that go in there and redo it themselves. And, and you'll see why, because some of these people put their whole life into building that house, and it's a lot of energy. And, they are, and, 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 well, there and depending was one upon couple, their age, they yeah. may just say, I'm done. There was one couple up there that stayed that was well, a they died, yeah. And Did again, they find out about yeah, them yet? They, they passed away. Did they? Which, it, just as a side note, folks, and I was listening to the police scanner the other night. I talked about this on Rush to Reason this past week, but just, I'm just going to throw this out there. Because this is Fix-It Radio. We're talking about house, you know, things around the house and what to do and so on. If you are asked to evacuate, evacuate, and I understand that, you know, this yeah. is a conservative station. I'm a conservative myself. It's a conservative program, programming, plural. I get all of that, folks. And I understand that as conservatives, we like to stand our ground. And, you know, it's my house, it's my property, and it's sort of this freedom issue, I think, to a lot of folks where they just don't want to leave their house. I understand. But I also understand that when you stay behind, you are now a nuisance to the people that are trying to respond to whatever is going on. Yeah. And you are actually hindering the firefighters and all of the emergency responders. You are hindering them from helping all of your other neighbors in that area because they're now dinking around with you. Yeah. Case in point, this couple up in the other, you know, up in the troublesome fire that actually stayed behind and stayed in their basement bunker, quote unquote, thinking they were going to survive. I can't tell you how many times you can read it in the paper that they've been checked on with wellness checks just to see what's going on. Every, just think about this. Every single time somebody has to pull up to the drive and walk up to the house and find out what's going on, 
they, they're yeah. utilizing resources they could be doing something else with. Right, right. And, and, and frankly, folks, most of, most of you don't think about that when we're in those situations. And one more thing. If you think you're going to go in the basement and survive any kind of a house fire, folks, you're not. No. I'm not trying to be mean or rude in this, the but heat gets too intense. common sense yeah. will tell you that, yeah, what's going on above you, yes, I know heat rises, but it goes down as well. It's searching for oxygen. Anywhere where it will find oxygen is where the fire is going to go. And that basement area has a ton of oxygen sitting in it. So if you think for one second that you're going to survive a fire by hanging out in your house and in the basement, you're crazy. Yeah. It's not going to happen, folks. You're just trapped. You, you might be able to hang out during a hurricane or a, a tornado or something along yeah, those lines. That's, that's different. a different situation. But you're not going to hang out in the basement during a fire, folks, and survive. That's the difference between people living somewhere else, you know, where there are hurricanes and tornadoes, and then they come here to Colorado thinking they could build the same room and do the same thing. It doesn't work that well, way. Well, in this case, and again, I'm not pointing fingers, but I just have to shake my head. Uh, the, the, I've read in the paper enough, and my heart goes out to the family of these individuals, uh, you know, all the grandkids and, and kids and so on, and my heart does go out to him, but this particular gentleman was a retired firefighter. He knew better. Ooh. If you're a retired that. firefighter, you know, you should know you're not going to survive. I know you're not going to survive living in the basement. I'm not a firefighter. Yeah. So I don't know what they were thinking, why they stayed behind, but folks, again, and I know there's a lot of folks that want to stay behind in these type of natural disasters, which really is what we have going on in Colorado right now with these fires. They literally are a natural disaster. And, you know, when, when a fire is coming through, and I watched pictures even last night, watched pictures of what happens in those fires from some of the, you know, doorbell cams and security yeah. footage and so on that's out there. I tell you what, that fire up there at Troublesome, when that thing came through, it was literally well, like it, a hurricane of fire that came through. Yeah, literally. It was yeah. it was literally there were there were embers and sparks and flames flying sideways. Right. Literally, there's no way that, you know, you're going to survive that. And, and yeah, I realize there are some houses that weren't touched, but you don't know if that's you or not. Yeah. You, you, and, I, and I'm being very sincere, folks. But one of the things that I just I just from I learned because, you know what, prior to this, I was probably one of those guys that would stay behind. Because it's my place, it's my house, I'm going to defend it, that sort of a thing. After listening, though, to the responders the other night on the scanner and realizing how much, how much, um, yeah, I'll say it this way, how much nonsense they were going through by doing wellness checks on certain individuals and, yeah. and how much time that was taking away from them actually going and fighting the fire itself because they're more worried about loss of life than they are structures. Well, let's face it, folks, if there's no life to go save, they can work on the structures. Yes. But yep. if there's lives there, they're going to go focus on that first. I learned a lot of that during the Heyman fire because I had a lot of friends that were up there. And, gotcha. And they said the same thing. They were trying to get people to come out. Right. And the people didn't want to come out. They wanted to stay and protect their house. And well, like you say, they shut off the power. Right. Well, then you have no pump. Right. You got nothing. You got nothing. You, you have nothing to even, you're, you're not going to do anything at that Yeah. Point. And even, you, even you though. to be out of the way. Even though you have a pump. And it's working and stuff. You don't got the water volume like they have in some of those trucks. No, no, no. you can't do what you need to do. You, I told us. I, I, I talked about this this past week, and folks, I know this sounds a little crude, but trying to put out a fire with a garden hose, yeah. like like was going on up in that troublesome fire, or even in in the uh, in the Cameron you know area, uh, it's like peeing on a bonfire. Yeah, I, folks, yeah, I'm being is. honest. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Yeah, you're wasting your time. 
And, it's and not a lot anything. of times with that water, by the time you're spraying it on something, it's already evaporated by the yes. time it hits. Yeah, you don't have enough right. volume there to worry about. Yeah. It. That's why people wonder why don't they shoot the water right into the heart of the fire? You can't. It just evaporates. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not a firefighter, but I know enough about how that works, folks. So, anyways, 303 477 5600. What's your favorite tool you use around the house? We'll come right back. This is Fix It Radio, myself and Dennis Brewster, right here on KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Now is the time to zero in on your target audience. So many businesses spread themselves too thin by trying to reach an enormous pool of customers. John Rush can help you define your niche, trimming the fat so you can maximize your profits, not just surviving the shutdowns, but actually beating out your competition with smarter business strategies. You've done a good job staying afloat. Now it's time to hone in on your most profitable customers. Reach John now at RushToReason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Dennis Brewster, Larry Unger answering phones today. By the way, the number, 303-477-5600. Charlie Grimes, our engineer as well. John and Cheyenne, what's going on, sir? Hey, John. Sorry, I was just listening to you, what you were saying in your opening monologue, I guess we'll call it. And, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. If you remember back when Superstorm or Tropical Storm, whatever they called it, Sandy was coming towards uh new york new jersey and governor right. christie just said listen it's time to evacuate we're not coming to get you gotcha if you don't evacuate where was your governor why was he not on the news great on, question you know, on, on all the radio saying saying hey listen if you choose to stay we're not gonna come get you you're on your own and yeah there's gonna be people that choose to stay but the the point is is you're risking 
the lives of the firefighters and the cops and everyone yep. else yep. to happen. Yep. You know, my my uncle was a deputy chief NYPD uh, NYFD New York City Fire Department, and he said the worst thing that happens is people that don't want to get out in a fire are the ones that you wind up having to go in and rescue. And then it just takes yeah. away from everybody else that they're trying to save. John, that was my yeah. point. And I could hear that on the scanner the other night. I was like, oh man, you know, you're you're just you're literally affecting everybody else now. And, and the ability to actually even put out other structures and save other people's homes and so on because you're having to get a wellness check done. And you're trying to convince them to leave, and they're just like stuck. I'm, I don't want to leave, and I'm going to protect this house. And, and, you and can't it, protect the house. I get, and you know what? And I get that, but that's not really helping when it's all said and done. It's a house. It, I, you know, I hate to say this, but I love my house, and I, I we it, do a lot of work to it. But I'd rather have my family out and, yes. and get away from it and let the firemen do what they need to do. Yes, yeah. You know, that's what we pay a whole lot of insurance every year for. Thank you. Like right. I live way out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And my my homeowner's insurance is a lot higher because pretty because much of my that. insurance agent yep. said, John, if your house catches on fire for whatever reason, we we just assume by the time the fire department would get there, it's a total loss. It's gone. So, so, the, so you're getting charged those rates. That's right. I understand that. Yep. But there are some things that you can do, and I'm sure Micah from Mighty Hand would say this, Types of siding, types yep. of roofing. I've got right. a metal roof, and I get a discount on my insurance yeah. because yeah. of the metal roof. Because they say that would, if there was a grass fire or a wildfire, the metal roof would protect the structure longer. Correct. Because it Correct. would catch on fire. Yep. But yep. you could put cement board siding or metal siding on your home, and that would also stop it from catching on fire from the outside. Correct. But the biggest question I have, and I haven't heard this answered, I watched one of your local news stations out of Colorado this morning, just because they, they're the only one that does a decent job on weather. And nobody has asked the governor, where is the Colorado National Guard? They showed up I'm there sure. finally Thursday night late, I want to say, or or Friday okay. morning, John, I want to say. I don't, I don't remember which day it was, but they finally showed up. But no offense, that was a little too little too late. Yeah, Exactly. And then the second thing is you've got an infantry division at Fort Carson. They've got every infantry division has a combat engineer battalion. Yep. And if you've ever seen yep. what combat engineers I know what they are. My son was one of those. So, yep, very familiar with that. All that governor had to do is pick up the phone and call the president and say, hey, we need your help. Could you deploy these troops to help us? And they would have rolled up there. They probably could have deployed within 24 hours because most military units are on 24-hour notice. We're going to deploy. And they could have ran that equipment up there and – what would a combat engineer battalion help with bulldozers and road graders and everything just to make fire lines? A lot. You know, in defense of everybody, the governor included, I know I'm not I'm trying, not really trying to defend him, but in, in defense of everybody involved, uh, I don't think anybody realized that that thing on Wednesday night literally was going to go from, you know, the afternoon to so about 2.30 in the afternoon. It jumped over uh, Highway 125, and the thing just it, literally it exploded. They did a briefing at about seven o'clock on Facebook and on the news stations up there. And even at that time, I don't think anybody thought the thing was going to blow up like it yeah. did. But as they were speaking, it was literally blowing up, and the thing was consuming six thousand acres an hour. Right, and I agree with that. But where? Why was it the National Guard on the Cameron Peak fire for the last? Now, you know what? And, that, and that's a great question, John, because in that one. They could have been there a long time ago and probably helped that one out immensely. Yeah. Because actually I'm looking, it cleared off, and I'm looking at the smoke from the two fires. I sent you pictures from the view of my house. And 
that camera peak, peak fire I've been watching for two and a half months. Right. They could have got in there right. and at least built fire breaks because, like, on the Mullen fire, I don't know if you saw it, it's 83% contained yes. this morning. Yes. And the reason why is they said, okay, everything in the forest we're just going to let burn because there's no way to stop it because of the beetle kill. Right. And they picked certain roads, the old Walden Centennial Rail Spur, as fire breaks, and they just... Well, and to your in. point, John, as far as the National Guard goes, I mean, they very easily could have had the guard out protecting Highway 40, Highway 125, where that fire had been, you know, contained prior, John. Yeah, they could have had a full yeah. line of defense yeah. along those lines. I'm not saying that would have done any good or not, but they could have had them could up have there. slowed it up. Even protecting yeah. that, yeah. and at least you'd have had them on the ground. So if and when it did skip, which it did, now, would it have had you had more resources there... I don't know, but you would at least had more boots on the ground at that point, John. And even the, exactly. even having the National Guard up there, because I'm listening to a lot of these first responders having to handle, you know, the Sheriff's Department's having to handle traffic and all sorts of other things that are going on as well. You'd have had a lot more help with all of those things if you would have had some National Guard presence up We there. have a saying, and it's many hands make light work. That's right. Yeah. You could have done a lot in that area. You're, you're exact. But, you know, case in point, John, Fix-It Radio, that's what we talk about here. Here's the reality. Yeah. As homeowners... We have to be set up and ready to go and understand that, you know, they may never show up. How are you going to handle things if they don't? Yeah. I got to, my wife and I have go bags. You know, we have all our important papers in one uh, file cabinet that I could lift up and carry into the truck. There you go. We're out of here. That's what, Dog, and, and that's what, and that's really what I'm talking about. And what I wanted to do in this hour is just, hey, folks, how do you get prepared? So if something like this happens, because yeah. in Colorado, we can have wildfire, we can have tornado, we can have flood. We can have all sorts of things that happen. We have big blizzards. And, and what are you going to do to stay safe? And you know what? Most of us think the fire is going to happen in the mountains. It can be a grass fire out sure east. Sure and when can. those things catch, they run. They sure can. Yes. Yeah. No, this could happen, and you just need to be prepared. Yes. Well, you talked about it yesterday on Drive Radio. You said, what about when it jumps over Indian Peaks and comes running down the hill? That's right. The right. winds are going to be 60 miles an hour today. If they don't have a good fire line on that side mm -hmm. you can have it in the foothills before the snow starts That's right. so i mean all i'm gonna say is everybody out there that listens to john knows he's a christian i'm a christian say a prayer for those guys yes. that are out there on the yes please amen john yeah. yes well said well said hey john have yeah a great john i appreciate it. love you man really appreciate all your support and he's right and yeah. his 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 comment on the go bag one of the things we're talking about here, so all of you, all of you, I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in the inner city. Yeah. I don't care if you're in the foothills or if you're up in the mountains. If you don't have the ability to just throw some things in and leave or, on the same token, not care, I mean, that's the other thing. In some cases, if you just, just make sure you're safe. But, you know, some of those important papers and things. Now, there's also things like, you know, fireproof safes and things along those lines. If you've got stuff stored in there, then the reality is you don't need much of a go bag. Hop in a vehicle and get out of there and, and just don't be around because you're just going to be in the way if you are. Even if you have a fire safe, you know, I mean, I, I know there's a chance that that's, you know, the heat gets so intense. It can. That fire safe ain't going to do any good. Nope. So, you know, to me, it's always good. I always have backups. I, you, you know, in our businesses, yes. you know, we, we always had to have like two or three that's copies. Right. That's right. And I have them all over the place. That's right. So yeah. in that case, you just have enough going on to where you can just leave. Just make, yeah. most of all, folks, we're trying to tell you, just be safe. Keep yourself safe. There is no valuable item out there worth losing your life over. It, it's kind of like if you're driving down the road and you pull up to a stop sign and someone comes out with a gun and says, give me your car. You just leave. Just give them the car. Yeah, here's the keys. See ya. Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah, have fun. I got insurance. All right. Yeah. Have at it.
Yeah. Anyways, we'll talk more about that. Life's more precious. You got a comment. Again, your favorite tool to use around the house, 303-477-5600. Again, I want to say thanks to all of our, our sponsors. We do appreciate each and every one of them. Arc Electric, again, we talked last week about some things when it comes to generation and things around the house. If you need any help around the house, give Bill a call. Bill Anderson, Arc Electric. It's A-R-K, and it's arcelectric.com. We'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio. Get your unique vehicle insured for what you know it's worth. Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance gives you the coverage you expect, which means you have the money to replace your vehicle when something goes wrong. Here's a real story from a customer of Paul. A brand new custom vehicle in transport was not strapped on correctly. It fell off the transport vehicle and onto the highway through no fault of the owner. Because he had insured his vehicle with Paul Lewinberger, he filed a claim and replaced the vehicle, no questions asked. In fact, American National Insurance went to bat for him against the transport company to make sure he got the coverage he expected. With any other insurance, that story might have ended very differently. Make sure your unique vehicle is insured correctly so you get the coverage you expect. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. Have you recently thought, what is my home worth? Should I sell it and move to a new location? Make an upgrade or downgrade? Call Jay and Bonnie Berger at Berger and Company Real Estate. They can help you make an evaluation of your current home and help you find the home of your dreams. Here's just one example of what they can do for you. If you're looking for a thoughtful, detailed broker who will have your best interests every step of the way, I highly recommend Jay and Bonnie Berger. They have gone above and beyond from the first time we met with them through the closing process and actually after the closing as well. We interviewed four realtors, all who were experienced and knowledgeable in the Parker and Greater Denver area. Jay and Bonnie brought a fresh perspective and more detailed approach than any of the other three realtors. Their attention to detail was impeccable. From what they thought we could list our house for, to touching at paint on the walls, to suggestions that help with inspection, to line-by-line items on the settlement. Jay's nickname should be Mr. Detail. I'm sure there are other great brokers out there, but I would easily say that Burger & Company Real Estate is one of the best in the greater Denver area. On top of everything, Jay and Bonnie went above and beyond to ensure it was a smooth process as we had a short window of opportunity to sell our home and relocate before three girls started school in Idaho. My husband and I were able to focus on getting ready for the move while they focused on the details of the sale of our home and they kept us informed every step of the way. I can't say enough how thankful we are that we chose the burgers to represent us and sell our home. I highly recommend Jay and Bonnie and we would absolutely work with them again in the future. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, call Mr. and Mrs. Detail, Burger and Company Real Estate. Find them at burgerrealestate.net. That's spelled B-U-E-R-G-E-R or find them on fixitradio.com. Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. 
Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones as well. Give us a call, by the way, if you got a question or something you want to add. We've got snow coming in tomorrow night as well, 303-477-5600. Text line 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. Really appreciate it. And somebody texted me and said, are they natural disaster as well? You know, in the case of the troublesome fire when it started by somebody man-made, um, I think even in the end, yeah, it's still a natural disaster when it's the forest that actually consumes the things that it's doing. Um, nature didn't start the fire, but it sure expands on what somebody started, I guess I yeah. could say. So is it a natural disaster at that point? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess that's debatable. I, I don't do know, know what else you call was it. Was that purposely started? I mean, do we know? We don't know. It just it, We just know it was man-made up in that troublesome fire. What so. about the Cameron? I have not heard. I have not yeah. looked. I don't know. I don't know. know if they found that out yet. I don't know. The last I heard, they didn't know. Some of this they won't know for a while. I don't even yeah. know how they figure out where the thing starts. Gosh, I, I, and I, how. I yeah. have no idea. And how it was human-caused? or I don't know. Anyways, back to what you need to do around the house. And yes. there's numerous things that you need to do. Number one, by the way, and Dennis just mentioned this off-air. I want to make sure we say it on-air. And I think this is really important given everything that's going on right now, and it's something that each and every one of us should be doing. And that is, the majority of you listening, there might be one or two exceptions, but the majority of you listening have a cell phone that has the ability to have a video camera on said cell phone. Because you know what? Right. Video cameras don't hardly exist anymore. Yeah, they don't. And you don't need to. Yeah. And the other thing is, the majority of you listening that video goes right to the cloud. So even if your phone gets smashed or it's, burned up or whatever, all that stuff's up in the cloud. So my point is this. You should take that phone and walk around your house and record the things that you have and do that on a periodic basis. Yeah, because you upgrade every, about every three change. months. That's right. Things yeah. change. And, and, and again, the reason to do that is to, A, just to show the insurance company what you did have so there's no issues there after the fact, but even to yourself, remind you of the things that you need to replace after the fact because sometimes you'll forget. Yeah. Maybe six months later, like, oh, man, I forgot I had such and such. Yeah. Well, if you videotape some of those things, you'll, you'll have a, lot, a, a much better memory is the thing. Yeah. But they, but they tell you to do that even for the insurance side. Yeah. I used to do it for the business every six months. Right. Just video, walk around, videotape. Yeah, and I would take things off my list and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, again, one of those things, too, folks, as we, as we talk about, you know, what do you do? We talked last week about generation and how to have power during an outage and so on. Because, again, as I said earlier in the first half hour of the program, these fires that are going on right now, the folks that have even stayed behind or have the ability to get back in in a quick manner – you're going to be in a house with no power. And you know what? Here's another thing. You know, when you were talking about they shut off the power, they might shut off the power for a grid area. That's right. They don't shut it off just specifically for that one fire area. No, no they shut off the whole grid. That's right. And you might not be in the fire danger area. You're still going to be in And the fire's power. going the other way, and you lose your power, and now what are you going to do? And That's you're going right. to be out as long as everybody else with the That's fire. That's right. So you could be out for three months. You know, so to have a generator backup would be a pretty smart thing. Yeah, and again, I don't, you know, some of you are saying, well, three months? Well, you know what? Depending upon what we get up in the, those fire areas when it comes to weather after the fact, we got yeah. snow coming in this weekend. 
you know, folks, in some cases, it, it could be several months before things are restored. And I don't think anybody's thinking about that right now. And they might not be going up a dirt road to find out if that power line is there because of the, the snowfall that's coming in. Right. Then it turns to mud. Because all that vegetation's gone, that's and right. now you got landslides happening. You never know what's going to happen. That's right. So, again, yeah. the rule of thumb here is be prepared. Yes. Make sure you know what you can do if any of these tragedies happen to you. And, and I know a lot of you are thinking, guys, we live in the city. This isn't going to happen here. Um, yes, it can. Uh, you know, the other thing is that, you know, I don't want to get too political in this hour because I do that during the week every day for three hours a day. But we have an election happening next Tuesday. Not this coming Tuesday, but a week from Tuesday. And depending upon who wins that election, folks, you could have all sorts of other things going on as far as civil unrest goes, and that oh. alone could cause some of the things that we're even talking about. So my point is, be prepared. Make sure you've got your stuff in order. You know, could you survive not having power for a day, a week, a month? How would you do that? What are the things that you would rely on? Do you have enough batteries for, you know, flashlights or candles or things along those lines? What would you do in that situation? Food, water. You need all as kinds as, of stuff. Keep in mind, folks, as soon as the power shuts off, all of your meat's going to spoil. Yeah. Refrigerator, freezer, that sort of thing. It's, you know, unless you've got a nice big cooler someplace and only that's going to last for X amount of time. Yeah. You're, nobody thinks about these things until after an event yeah. happens. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you really need to be thinking about it prior, not after. And you need to sit down and sit the worst situation. Right. You know? I mean, they talk about, um, I don't know if you've done the Dave Ramsey. Have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Yeah. yeah and he talks about having a six-month cushion. Right. And, and, and you got to think of that. I always think of that in the same thing. It, can I make it six months without electricity? What would I need to do? What do I need to have for food-wise? What's a good staple right. that I can have that doesn't take refrigeration? You know, right. you, you start thinking down those lines. That's exactly right. So, again, we're not, not trying to be negative, folks. In fact, quite the no. opposite. We're trying to be positive, trying to keep you... On the upside of something, if there's any kind of a tragedy, natural disaster of some sort, you know, food, or sorry, flood, snow, you know, blizzards, tornadoes. We don't have hurricanes here, fortunately, but we have a lot of other things that can happen tornadoes. in Colorado, tornadoes, et cetera. Yeah. So, again, make sure that you are looking at this correctly. You've got everything done and handled and, you know, put away and stored and whatever you need to do. Just make sure that you're prepped and ready to go because not everybody's going to have the ability to do what we talked about last week in putting a generator in. Yeah, and you also should have a bag ready to go. You know, th that's, you know, they talk about that, and I think, well, why, why did I need that? But after all this is going down, I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, we might have to leave too. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking, oh, I'll never have to leave. You know what? You should always have a bag ready to go. I mean, we do. We have, we have bags. Nobody ever thinks they're going to have to go, Dennis. No, I know. Where yeah. you live, nobody that, ever That's true. That. Pam and I have these uh, bags. One goes in her car because of winter driving out there, you know, and I have one. And my truck, and we use that for, you know, sometimes we'll go hiking. All of a sudden we'll decide, hey, let's go hiking here. Well, we got everything in there we need, you know. And I think, well, that's a good thing we do that. You know, we even throw a sleeping bag in each car, right. you know, because you never know what you're going to need. Right. And and it's better to be prepared and nev nothing ever happen than to happen and not be prepared. I that's think, though, that, yeah, what you're just saying is what we're trying to get across to everybody is, yeah. you know, make sure that you're prepped, ready to go. The more prepped you are. And by the way, the folks, I think this even it even goes to the mental aspect of things. The more prepped and ready to go you are, and the more you look at it as just being a structure that can be rebuilt or yeah. you move on somewhere else, take your insurance money. The other thing I was going to mention a moment ago, you just heard an ad from Paul Lewinberger. He's our insurance agent. 
And, uh, you know, one of the things that you also ought to be reviewing is your insurance. In fact, yes. you should be doing that as we speak right now, making sure yeah. you're properly insured, you got the right coverages, that stuff changes. It's going to be busy right now, though. <laughs> it is going to be busy. But you know what? The agents are not going to be as busy. The adjusters right. and such will be. Yeah. But your agent should be able to take some time. Yeah. You know, even if even if you just make an appointment, say, hey, within the next week, I want to sit down and go over my policy, make sure I'm dialed in and so on. You know, you, you need to do those things right. and get that, you know, basically get that caught up. As business owners, that's something that we do on an annual basis anyways. Yeah. Very few homeowners do that, though. Right. Most homeowners get insurance. They don't. They don't think about it. They move on and off they go. Well, you should be reviewing that on a routine basis. In fact, probably ought to be reviewing it about twice a year. You know, when you were talking about inside the, the Denver city limits, that they probably, you know, people are thinking, well, I don't have to worry about it and stuff. Well, out east where we live, I mean, I know it's out east, but we're in a subdivision, and a house got hit by lightning. Mm. Burn. It burned to the ground. Wow. I mean, they tried to put it out, and they got it pretty much almost done, and they thought, okay, well, it's all. Good, we got it. And they start to drive away, it flared back up again, oh and it burned it down. So, you know, you think about that, and you go, okay, anywhere a house can get hit by lightning. Yep. You know, lightning strikes at strange places. We, you don't well, know. And, we've seen, and so, in the, in the, we've seen in the city, too, not only the lightning, but, you know, we've seen gas explosions. There can be utilities that get dug. They get, you know, they fracture a line and thing. Uh, anything, anything can, can happen. happen. Yeah, you you're know. right. And, and you never know when that's going to be. Nope. And that's why they call it a disaster. That's right. You know, and, and that's why they call it an accident. Well, these people were sitting in their house when this lightning happened, and they didn't think much of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, we saw my wife and kids. It was when I was working at the dealership. They saw the fire start up. They saw the lightning hit the house. Wow. And they said they saw a little explosion. And they said, oh, my gosh, I think that house is on fire. And so they called 911. And the people inside did not know that their house was on fire. So, you know, wouldn't. yeah, you wouldn't. I heard an ad before I came down today talking about how quickly with the new materials that are in a lot of the newer houses, how quickly a fire can spread because of the materials that are in a house today versus what they were even 20 years ago. And a lot of you think, well, I'm living in a new house. It's not going to burn as much. Uh, fact of the matter is it, it actually faster. might burn faster than an older house because of the materials that are now being used and so on. So again, uh, don't think for a second that you're immune from any of this. Oh. I know a lot of us seem to think that at times that we are, and the reality is we are not. It's a great reminder right now of what's going on in Colorado that any of us, any of us in my listening voice could be affected by this, and you just need to make sure you're ready, that you're safe, yes. your family is safe. And here's the other thing, too, that I don't think folks did well enough even in these fires we've had in Colorado. This is not even just for your immediate family, but you need to make sure that all of your family members, so say you've got somebody that lives out of state, you need to make sure you're contacting and have a plan so that if something happens, everybody knows where you're going to be. Right. So if you are going to evacuate, where are you going? Where is everybody going to meet? You know, say it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and evacuation happens and some, some are in school or some are at work or whatever the case may be. Where is your meetup point? Where is everybody going to go that evening if you can't go back home? Because what if cell service doesn't work? You know, there's all sorts of things that can happen, right. folks. What's your plan of attack if you can't go home? What are you doing? And then on top of that, if you have to leave your home, what does your extended family know about that? Right. And just as a side note, I don't have that plan, and I need to get that taken care of. Yeah, I don't have that either. No, nobody yeah. in my extended family would know where I would go if something happened to my place, and that's something I need to let my extended family know. That's true. So, and, and by the way, that's been a reminder of me just watching these these fires and being close to one because I've got property there, just watching some of the people from out of the area that have family there 
asking questions. And again, there's resources now that start to get used up because outside family members are trying to find out inside of the fire area what's going on with our family and so on. And there's resources used up that if there'd been some proper planning on the front side, you wouldn't have that. Again, folks, it's Fix It Radio. I know we talk about things around the house, fixing things up and so on. But, folks, this is really core. This is probably more core than, you know, how do I fix a leaky toilet? Right. Yeah, because if, if you don't get this stuff dialed in, all the rest of it doesn't matter. Right. And we want to keep you safe most of all. Let your family members know where you are. Let, let them have a, you know, make sure you have a plan of attack so they know what that plan of attack is so there's just no questions afterwards. So, you know, Dennis's family would know, oh, there was a, there's been a big, a big blizzard or a big, a big fire out in his area and we can't get a hold of him. Well, he always said that if something happened, he'd be here. Right. Okay, let's check there and see if he's there. Right. That's the it's kind of plan point. you should have in place. Yep. And if you don't, you know what? In the next week or so, you should get that done. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm working on <laughs> I am too. Because I don't Here have Here we that. are. We're talking about it, and we need to do it yeah, too. Yeah, I don't have it, But folks. this stuff, this kind of stuff that's happening in the it's a reminder of us how important these yes. things are. That's exactly right. Yes. So we'll come back. we got one more segment. If you got any comments on that as well, let us know. 303-477-5600. This is Fix It Radio. We'll be right back on KLZ 560. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change. All without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. John Rush believes there's no such thing as normal. You always need to stay focused on the future, and this current environment is no different. The only difference now is that you have a rare opportunity to beat your competition as they stay stuck in survival mode. Not one of John's small business clients shut down during the quarantine. And believe it or not, none of them has seen a drop in overall revenue compared to last year. Hire John and stay focused on the future. RushToReason.com. All right.
right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie, our engineer, and Larry Unger answering phones. Steve in Colorado Springs is next. Steve, welcome. How are you, sir? Commander John, how are you this morning? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I hope your house made it to the Inferno. Well, we hope so, too. Don't know quite yet, but, you know, either way, we'll be fine. Just, yeah, just a couple passing thoughts for your listeners that may decide to go ahead and rebuild. Number one, the insurance company is not your friend. They will try to beat you down. Yes, they will. Every conceivable way. You and are correct, Steve. And, and you know what? And, we and we say that in the kindest of ways, Steve, and we're not talking about the agents themselves because it's not the agent that you're referring to. It's the actual company because the company's, yeah. you know, the, the company's obligation is to its shareholders, and in that case they're trying to minimize whatever losses they would have, and they are not going to just come right out and write you a check. Well, we had uh, a really serious lightning fire here in Colorado Springs at our house when we were out of town in New York five years ago in June when we were tromping around Trump Towers. He was coming down the escalator. And I would advise anybody that is deciding to rebuild to hire a public adjuster. I, I would not. Make. I cannot disagree with you at all, Steve. I would highly recommend that as well. And if you don't know what Very that important. is, look it up. I've got even some... Some referrals. I've actually worked with a public adjuster. So any of you out there listening, if you want information on that, I've got a particular individual I know very well that does a great job that would do exactly that, Steve. It can make several hundred thousand dollars of oh, difference, number one. Huge. Number two, be, be very, very careful about these restoration companies. We had yes. an outfit called, um, their, their name of the company was Contents Cleaning. We were out of the house for two years in a rental to rebuild the thing. Turned into about a $300,000 claim. And the only job of this contents cleaning was to box everything up, move it into storage, then clean it and bring it back when the house was done. And they never did clean it. They never did bring it back. We had to get a storage unit, another company to clean it. Big old lawsuit. They were trying to scam eighty grand on a $20,000 job. Wow. Big court case to the tune of $35,000 wow. in legal fees. Wow. My opinion is these disaster mitigation companies – they should be bonded and insured. And I agree, Steve. Like I, and they are not. You are right. They are not. And I agree with you. And I've had familiarity with some of what you're talking about uh, way in the past like as well. And you, you are correct. They are. Some of them are as slimy as it gets. Oh, un unreal. But anyway, for, for those people in your listening audience that haven't been through all this trauma, those are a couple important things. I remember back when we had our fires in uh, both Black Forest and Mountain Shadows, I talked to a lot of people, and they had poor placement value on their houses. These are generally 350 to 550 houses back right. then. And the adjusters for the company wanted to come in and settle for 70 cents on the dollar. No, no. And uh, some of the older ones, I think, some of the older people, I think, probably did that. Yeah, because some, some right. of them, and here, because here's the other thing that happens, the mentality side of it, Steve, because I've, I've been through this in, in my own world at times. The mentality is, well, if I save the insurance company a little money, maybe they won't cancel me or my rates won't go up or whatever the case may yeah. be. The reality, Steve, is your rates are going up. You're going to get canceled yeah. anyways. You might as well get re restored, and that's what a public adjuster will help you do. And, and you should get yeah, it. I mean, that's what you paid the insurance yeah. for. Well, the other thing, too, and Steve, you know this as well as I, the other thing a public adjuster does is they know your policy in a lot of cases better than even the agent that wrote it did, and they know exactly what all they can get because a lot of policies even have cushions it built into them. In other words, where let's say, for example, you've got a 500,000 replacement policy. Sometimes, depending upon the company, there may be a 10% cushion there where that could go up to 550. And keep in mind that the public adjuster is going to take X amount of money to make this all happen. But a lot of times he can get his own fee covered by what I just said. Right. Yeah. He it's knows the policy the better than you do. Yes. Yeah. The uh, insurance adjusters, they are licensed, bonded, and insured. 
But these disaster mitigation public will rip your lips off. Yep. Be very, very careful. You are correct, Steve. Great re- point. Research it. Yes. And get really good references from people that have used them. Great point. And unfortunately, we did not. We did not. So. Great okay. point. No, that's a great tip. Steve, thank you very much. Those are both great tips. For those of you that have been affected by any of this, uh, you know, and or in the future might be affected by any of this. By the way, I've had personal experience with some of the things Steve is talking about, and he is dead on. And, yes, in fact, I've got a public adjuster that, in fact, I'll reach out to. It would be a great time for him to even come on air and do some advertising and so on, and I'll reach out to, to him because he's a great uh, individual, very honest you're not trying to rip the insurance companies off. That's not. We're not talking about insurance no. fraud, folks. This no. Is, this is not no. what we would never, ever, ever advocate insurance fraud. What we're talking about, and just real quick to explain what a public adjuster does. Public adjuster comes in. Let's say Dennis has a, a loss, total loss, or even a half loss. Yeah. Say half, the, half his house burns down, half is still standing. What a public adjuster does is Dennis hires an adjuster. It's an independent company. They're also licensed. They, they are independent, which by law... Dennis has the ability to hire his own adjuster. You do not, I repeat, you do not have to use the adjuster that works for the insurance company. In a lot of cases, you shouldn't use that right. adjuster. Yeah. So Dennis hires an outside company to be the public adjuster that's talking on his behalf. This particular person reads the policy and scans everything in it. They get the policy from Dennis. They know exactly what it says. They then go to the insurance company and say, okay, here's what we want. we got X amount of coverage. We want X amount of a check. By the way, you don't have to go through all the work. We're talking a check that's written to you that goes in your bank account immediately at that point in time. Yes, the public adjuster gets a cut off of the top. Fine. You can negotiate all that as you go into it. He gets his cut, but you get a check, and then you do whatever you want to do from that point forward. That's how this works. Jeff in Western Montana, what's going on, sir? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Sounds like maybe you might get some of our snow tomorrow. Well, let's hope we do. We need it badly. Yeah. Maybe tonight. Too. Yeah, maybe tonight, actually. Yeah. We need it, Jeff. Yes, and and it will be a blessing for you. Yes, it um, will. Yeah, one of the things that, that I found out when I was down there, when I lived in Colorado Springs, is that um, when you do your insurance on your house, the um, they, when we set it up, they said, oh, you didn't count the foundation because that's going to remain. And uh, so in the rebuilding costs, it didn't count it. But uh, the Heyman fire and the uh, Black Forest fire up there uh, disabused a lot of people of that when they found out that the intensity of the heat had destroyed the concrete. Yeah. It's hard to believe. But, yeah. it does. but that concrete in the foundation can get so hot that it, it's no longer uh, has any structural integrity. And so it has to be dug out and replaced. So it kind of goes to your earlier comment about um, staying in your basement. You know, that's not going to work. It's, no. <laughs> if it gets hot enough to destroy no. a foundation, you're gone. Yeah, it's nuts. And, and besides that, Jeff, the smoke that would come in, even if it's not the heat, the smoke that would come down and you know, right. j- just staying inside of a house when it's on fire, I, I just, Jeff, to me, uh, to common sense says that's just not a good idea, period. Right. And the other thing I wanted to say, you were talking about, um, you know, getting the National Guard out. And one of the really weird, odd, and, and disturbing things when we had went through the fires there was that the, the 302nd um, Reserve Wing is right there on Peterson Air Force Base. And they do firefighting around the nation. But they were not allowed to help in those fires because the federal government's policy 
at the time you may remember this, was that you have to use all the commercial resources we have under contract first before we can call in gotcha. any of the military. Gotcha. And so, I mean, it was really stupid. They, you know, they were sitting there. You could see the fire. They could see wow. friends' houses burning, and they couldn't respond because of federal policy. Unbelievable. That's what needs fixed, by the way. Yes, that does need fixed. That's what needs fixed. Yeah. Great call, by the way, Jeff. I appreciate it. And, yeah, let's hope we get some of your snow. We really need it. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it very much. I'll mail you some. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Do that. Do it. Thanks. Well, you know, another thing that happens with the fire, when, when it burns the concrete, you also have the fire department that goes in there and tries to put it out, and now you have water damage. You know, so concrete, you think, oh, that's concrete's going to stay. That's what I don't like when an insurance company or insurance person comes in and says, oh, you don't need to worry about this. I wouldn't worry about that. No, I am going to worry about it. I want the worst case scenario. Right. And you just don't know. Yeah. Again, you don't know what that's going to be. Don't cheapen it. Yeah, don't don't cheapen out. I mean, the reality is, you know, you, you need to make sure that, yeah, you need to make sure you've got the proper coverage. You know, the one thing that you don't have to insure, and I, and I understand this, is the land cost. The land cost isn't changing. In fact, the land cost, the utilities are there, all of that. No, you know, your water taps are paid for, your land cost is paid for. If you've got a sewer hookup or even a, you know, septic might get damaged, but typically you can even tie back into that. Okay, those are things, no, that you typically don't have to insure and replace, but everything else better be. Yeah. See, in the house that caught on fire from the lightning strike out there, they didn't have the insurance adjuster did the wrong, or not the adjuster, but the when they got the house insured, it was underinsured. Yeah, that happens a lot, by the way. And they, they stepped up to the pump and took care of it, though. Good for them. And uh, the people had to be put in a rental home out there. And That's good. It was just... And, you know, the whole subdivision helped out with it, but it was ugly. You know? It is. And the other thing I would say, too, and, and we, there's resources out there if you want to donate to these fires and to the yes. people that are there, if you've got the ability to even house some livestock for a while, some things like that, there's multiple things that you can do to help out, and I would encourage you to get involved and do that as much as you possibly can. There's a lot of folks up in our mountains right now. Uh, literally, we're talking there's almost 400,000 acres uh, that have, have burned. I mean, it's like 600 square miles that we've lost in Colorado right now. So, yes, if you can get involved in that and help any way, shape, or form, please do so. All right, with that, we're going to get out of here. This has been Fix It Radio. Myself, Dennis Brewster, we appreciate all the calls today as well. And I promise next week we'll come back and talk about some different things that's not all fire-related. But, hey, this is big on everybody's mind right now. just thought we'd cover some things today to make sure all of our bases are covered. So, hey, we'll be right back. Drive Radio coming up next. And I promise not to talk about, talk about fires. We'll talk about tools. What's your favorite power tool coming up next on Drive Radio? This is KLZ 560.